Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hi, guys. This is Shannon, and I am happy to be hosting the uh, Apple presentation. So we've got Matt and we've got Rita, and they're going to talk to us about iOS 14. Yes. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much, uh, Shannon. I really appreciate it. And we are we're very excited uh, to be sharing with you today what is new from Apple. And in particular, we want to talk about iOS 14 and its various counterparts, right? iPad OS, TV OS, watch OS, all of these things. Really the only one that hasn't been, I haven't seen a HomePod update drop yet, but it ought to be out very soon. Uh, the only one really that hasn't been uh, other than that is Mac OS Big Sur, which I love that name, but that's, um, that's coming, uh, usually comes about a month or so after the uh, iOS updates. And we want to talk about this. I want to share with you some of the awesome new features in iOS and then uh, also talk about some voiceover changes because I'm, I'm thinking most of us are voiceover users in this group. And so we want to talk about those changes and how to, how to work with them. And we're also going to talk, if we have time, about what was introduced and announced at the Apple Time Flies special media event this past Tuesday. Um, so we're very excited to have all of you. Thanks so much. I am joined by trainer Rita. How you doing, Rita? And um, we've got, uh, I don't know if we're going to have possibly okay, trainers. Sorry, I'm here. Cliff and Lynn <laughs> as well. Hey, Rita, how you doing? Lynn is here. I just, I just invited Lynn to the party. Oh, okay. All right. Great, great. All right. Well, I think Lynn's first time on one of these calls. So welcome, Lynn. We are live uh, here in this group, Lynn. We got a packed house. We're on ACB radio. So we're all good to go. And we are going to start out. Hi, by can you hear me? We got you. Yes. Hey there. Oh, I'm excited to be here, everybody. Thanks, Matt and Rita and everybody else. And it's nice, really nice and exciting for yeah, today. Well, we're glad to have you. Glad, glad yeah. you could make it Thank in you. today. Um, so we are going to start out by talking about iOS 14. And there's been a lot of discussion about that already. And I will tell you this. If you are a follower of the ttjtech.net blog, we are going to get those long promised. And I have a feeling much sought after uh, audio demos and, and um, tips articles about iOS 14 out this week yet. Um, we were, you know, we were a bit uh, surprised by the um, the rapid release there of, of iOS 14. We expected we had another week. I don't record demos until the Golden Master is is released. I probably you know could record them in about beta six or seven or eight and and just hang on to them until it's time. Uh, but I'm not sure that's legal <laughs> from from Apple's standpoint. And plus, you never know. There could be little subtle changes. That, that occur. The Golden Master, as it's called, the one that we get just, a, you know, in this case, just a day before the public gets it, is, um, is really the only one you can bank on being exactly the same. So I, I try to wait till that is released. And this time, we didn't have much time in between there. There is a podcast already live. Um, now, I don't have mine up. My podcast is TTJ Talk. I'll be releasing that soon. But if you follow Trainer Cliff's podcast, Stir It Up, Stir spelled with a U, uh, he's already released the Tech Talk where we discussed some of the features of iOS 14. But we're going to have lots of articles, lots of audio demos, and more. The other thing I want to say right up front, I know some of you may have found 
things that appear to be bugs, and maybe some of them are, and maybe some of them are not, my friends, okay? Because sometimes it's a, we have a tendency as users to find something that doesn't work the way it used to or the way we think it ought to, and we call it a bug. Nine times out of 10, it's not a bug. There's actually typically very few bugs in the stable releases. You know, you might find some here and there. Nobody's perfect, right? But, you know, in general, there's, there's very few. But even if there are, the good news is I can tell you this, iOS 14.2 is already in testing. So that's, that's how quickly Apple moves on these things. And I don't, of course, have any release dates for iOS 14.2. Even if I did, I wouldn't be allowed to share them. But if I were guessing based on past experience, I'd say by this time next month, um, we will be pretty much ready for iOS 14.2. So it, it moves really, really rapidly uh, through these release cycles. They may time it uh, with the release of the iPhone, which was not yet introduced for this year. Let's talk about iOS features, all right? We're going to talk about some of these, and as I said, when we, when we come across something we can easily demo with voiceover, we're going to do that too. Now, the first couple of these I can't show you right now. I don't know, Rita, if uh, you, you know how much you love it when I put you on the spot. Uh, do, you, <laughs> are you, uh, do you have a, an iPhone running 14 that you can <laughs> easily demo? Of course I do. <laughs> okay, okay. Because I'm using my iPhone on this call. There is a new feature that actually will allow Zoom callers or FaceTime participants to hear voiceover from the same device. But I haven't played with that yet, and I don't want to mess with it during this meeting. I don't want you guys to be the guinea pigs on that. So I'm going to give Rita about 10 seconds to get her phone there, and I'm going to start talking about features. Okay, I'm I'm here. I got okay. it. Okay. Awesome. All right. Because the first couple of features are contacts, iPhone only or iOS only. Okay. They don't <coughs> apply to the iPad. So I want to talk about those first. We're going to start talking about home screen changes. So the first thing I want to tell you, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Can I, can I just, just break in for just a second before he dives sure. into this? Okay. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people are afraid to do the updates. Um, there's just been this history of fear in the blind community. They update their Apple operating iOS, uh, you know, operating system, and then things are different. And there might be some bugs that they didn't know about, or there might be some changes that they think are bugs, but they're not really bugs. And so in, within the blind community, a lot of times people are like, I'm not going to update. I'm too scared. Okay. Well, that is a mistake. You really do need to update your software because there are very important security updates. Um, and what happens is, is in the spring of each year, all these developers get together with Apple and they beta test and they start maximizing their own apps for the new software that's going to be released. So if you don't update your software, some things might be kind of wonky because, um, you know, the, the application has been maximized for iOS 14, which, which has just been released on Wednesday. Yeah, today's Friday, right, Wednesday. Right, um, Wednesday, and yeah, so, yep, so, yep. So it's really a good idea for you to update. I know it's kind of scary. I know, and you could always go to Apple Viz 
A-P-P-V-A-P-P-L-E-V-I-S.com. And they have blog posts, um, app reviews, and podcasts on these changes. They've got a flurry of them that they just put up yesterday. And, you know, amazing. Um, They Um, have a direct line to Cupertino in terms of the access, uh, you know, uh, changes, you know, with voiceover. And when you update your software... You should just take a look around, you know, don't get scared, you know, look at, because, you know, things may be a little different. And then also go to settings after you update and kind of flick through those settings, because there might be some brand new things in settings that weren't there before. Okay. Correct. Shut up. Correct. Um, Correct. Can I, can I just add, can I just add something? This is Lynn. Um, This is just some valuable information. So I checked with, with you guys and other groups that I know, and I read the same thing Rita just talked about to make sure that it was safe to go. I did it. And my, this morning, this is good news and bad news. The bad news is nothing worked. It was really, really, really like uh, a terrible experience. I called Apple care accessibility. I was on the phone with them. They did a recording a 20 minute recording to send to the engineers of what was going on. And then he said to me, why don't you try resetting your settings? I did that and it's perfect. So in that interesting you- and, and these kinds of things can happen, you know, thanks for sharing that these kinds of things can, can be isolated to specific devices. I mean, I've seen well, a number of he, devices. I just, I just want to say, he told me that this is highly unusual that most people. That, that's, are yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I, I've seen a number of devices upgraded and not have a single problem. So that, yeah, that's exactly what I was, it, it's, you know, that's not a, uh, necessarily a reflection of what is, is typically to be expected. Uh, just to also echo what Rita said, you know, there's another reason for updating too. As much as we don't want to hear this in the community, it is the truth. And that is that sometimes it is your experience and your report that will bring to light the existence of an issue that nobody else found. All right. There are tons of Apple engineers who work very hard on this, and there's literally millions of beta testers. All right. Myself being one of them. We miss stuff. You know, we put it through its paces. We take the job very seriously. We think we've gotten everything that we can find. I've been using iOS 14 since July, and I don't know of any existing bugs in it that that affect me at this point. But I know there probably are. There are probably things I don't use in ways I don't use them on hardware models that I don't use. So you just never know. It's at some point, it's got to get out there into the hands of the masses. And then and only then can further things be refined. To give you a perfect example, um, in iOS 14, it is now possible to choose your default web browser and email client. So if you want to use Outlook for your default mail, you want to use Google Chrome as your default browser. You can do that. I don't know why you'd want to, because I like Safari and Apple Mail, but that's not the point. The point is you can do it. The thing is, that feature was not really testable for the majority of the beta cycle because the app developers also have to update their apps to support becoming the default client. You're not really supposed to submit apps for review um, with those new features until, again, till the Golden Master comes out. And so Consequently, we just got our hands as a community on these apps that support that. And what they found is there's a bug. And the bug that if you've made your default browser and email client something other than Safari and Apple Mail, 
if you shut down or reboot your phone, it's going to go back to the original defaults again. Apple has already acknowledged that bug. They say a fix is coming in a software update. If I were to speculate, of course, I can't speak for Apple. I'd say you're going to see that software update next week or the week after in probably like 14.0.1 or something. I don't know. Okay, so I'm just saying these things happen. And when people discover them, Apple is prompt to pounce on them and get them taken care of. But it takes getting that out there. So that's another reason for you to update. While that's not a popular thing to say, you know, hey, you got to update so you can find the bugs. But <laughs> there's, so, you know, there's some truth to that in, in the society that we live in, that where consumers are using these products every day in different ways that we might not think of. So anyhow, uh, I digress, but I thought that was important to share. All right. So Rita, you got your phone there. Let's start talking about the uh, the app library. One of the new features that was introduced on the home screen of the iPhone, not the iPad, is the app library. Now, what this allows us to do is it provides us with another way to access all the apps on our devices. And so if you start swiping, I don't know how many pages of apps Rita has. Uh, Rita, how many do you have? I have six pages. Okay, so if you start, five, uh, are five, you on your sorry. home screen now? Yeah. Yes. Okay, if you start three fingers swiping to the left and you go past page six, let us hear what you hear at that point then. Okay, all right. Page two of five. Oh, Say let sorry. me turn it up, sorry. Double tap to open. Uh, page three of five. Zany, page four of five. Row one, column one. Page four of, page five of five. Photos. Okay. Double tap to open. On page five of five. And then I start swiping to the, I go to Left the Left one right? more time, yep. Oh, okay. App library, search field. App library. Okay, now the first thing she has <clears throat> is, a, is a search field, and we're going to come back to that. What I'd like you to do first, Rita, if you would, is just start swiping right, because what they've done is they've organized the apps into categories, and you can double tap on a category to see more of the apps in that category. So Rita, if you'll, if you'll swipe to the right, uh, let us hear some of those categories. Okay, and just to a broad overview, um, um, App Library, there are, uh, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong here, okay, but there are, when you first do the update, your phone is not going to change. It's going to look like it did. Okay. So don't be afraid of this. Okay. But there are three ways that you can see apps. You can see them as you've traditionally seen them with your pages, everything laid out the way you wanted it. Okay. Then there's the app library. And in the app library, you have these options. Okay. So does that make sense, Matt? Um, yes, it does. And and just to add to that, you can easily go back and forth. So it's one or the other thing. Like she the app library now, if she does does a swipe up from the bottom to go home, it will put her back on page one of the home screen and get out of the app library. So it's not like you're changing a setting or anything. It's just a new added convenience for you because it's going to give you a lot of different ways to find your apps, as I'll show you when she starts swiping. Okay. Can I add so something? To get yeah. So, so, so it might be in both places. It'll be in the usual place, and then it'll also be a duplicate of it in the uh, app library. Well, the, the app library is really just an aggregation of all of your right. apps. It's just a, an automatically, uh, you know, pre-curated sort of uh, collection of all of the apps represented by category. And you can, when you install an app, there is a setting that allows you to show 
apps only on the app library or to also have them on your home screen pages like they've traditionally been. Right. You can also, right. when you choose to delete an app, you now have the option of deleting it or simply removing it from the home screen, which means it's relegated to app library only. And the last part of this is when you're in edit mode or you know, as it, as Apple sometimes lovingly refers to it as jiggle mode, when all the apps are jiggling, you know, and you can rearrange apps and delete apps. Matt, you're breaking you also, up. What's that? You're breaking up a little bit. You're, How about um, now? Good. Fine. Strong. Okay, I don't know what happened. Sorry about that. No idea. But you can also <coughs> double tap on the page selector to hide individual pages when you're in edit mode. You can actually hide individual pages of apps that you don't want to see. So there's a lot of ways to customize this. So, right. Um, and so what he's... What he's talking about is all these different ways for you to view. It gives you much more customization of your apps. There are some people who have 10 apps on their phone, some people who have a thousand apps on their phone. Okay. You know, they, and um, so this is a way to customize how you get to these apps. Say there's apps you hardly ever use where you can hide them. You can, uh, you know, the, there's a way to view them alphabetically. There's, there's all these options and that's what he's talking about here in the app library options uh, for, to get to those apps and to view them. Okay. Exactly. So, okay, so you want me to swipe right? Yes, please. Okay. Utilities, Safari. Is this loud Double enough? Open. Yep. Yep. Store. We're good. Okay. Double so we got open. utilities. Song Express. Utilities folder. 14 apps. Du information and reading. Weather. Du news. Blind abilities. Information and reading folder. 21 apps. Shopping and food. QVC. Shopping Double and food. Woohoo. <laughs> okay. Double education. Google Classroom. So I can just let me just explain what it is just to, to sort of clarify what you're hearing there. As you swipe right, it announces the category when you come over it and it reads the first app in that category. So like it has shopping and food and it said QVC, it said education and it said Google Classroom and it read the first app automatically. And then in each case, it shows three apps if there are three. And then it has the button to double tap to reveal the entire folder it said there were 21 apps in one of those categories uh, i forget which one like so if she wanted to see the rest of them she could have double tapped on that folder button to actually show the entire list of apps in a given category now if she swipes back to the search field would you do that for a second rita safari periscope facetime uh, live search field okay suggest at library search field okay i'm in the search field and Matt, you just cut out. <coughs> I think he was going to tell me to double tap on that search, but sounds, sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Okay, that time I know why it happened. Somehow my audio muted. I don't know what's going on, but anyway, um, yeah. If you'll double tap on that search field, okay. App library search field. Okay. Now, and then obviously swipe, you right? can obviously you can type in there, but what I actually want you to do is swipe to the right. Okay. Cancel. Button, section index, adjustable. Oh, Slide we've got the section index. Yay. And, and guess what this is going to do? So, of course, we know what a section index does, right? We know that a section index lets us go through every letter of the alphabet and jump quickly to a desired letter. But what we have here in the search field is every app on our device listed alphabetically. Just swipe to the right a few times, Rita, just to show what I'm talking about. And, of course, the very first one that comes up is... Okay. 
Heading. ACB link. ACB link. All right. Because I listen to ACB radio. Okay. Me <laughs> so- too. <laughs> AccuWeather. Acrobat. Ira. Amazon Alexa. Anchor. App Store. Apple Store. B. So, Heading. Bar and mobile. then it goes okay. to B. So you get the idea when you, when you go into this search field, you can literally see every single app alphabetically listed on your phone. So let's just talk about this in a practical sense. Again, I have an app that I haven't used very often. How do I find it? I still can use Siri. That's not a problem. I can still try to find it manually. Maybe I know it's the, you know, third app from the top on page three. Fine. If that's how you want to do it. Use Siri and say launch or open, you know, whatever the name of the app is. That's fine if that's how you want to do it. But you can also go to this app library. And this app library then presents two different ways for you to find apps. Organized by category. Or if I really want, I can, I, well, I can actually three ways. Organized by category. Search by typing in the name of the app. Or if I really want to, in the search field, I just swipe to the right when there's nothing in the search field. And I can actually see, just like with the item chooser with voiceover, but this here is not a voiceover feature. This is an everybody feature. I just swipe to the right with nothing in the edit field. I can see every app installed on my device in alphabetical order. So, And just to point out with the, um, with this pay, the selector there, you know, a, a lot of people still do not understand how to use the vertical scroll bar or these, this, this selector. And it's kind of like, um, the old-fashioned Rolodex, where you have the alphabet letters sticking out, and you would flip up to the say the W. So if I touch, I haven't done this yet, but if I touch on the right-hand side edge of my phone, hopefully there'll be this um, selector where I can choose the alphabet. So if I touch right, section index, yeah, adjustable. Okay, so I'm going to flick up. Let's see if I have an app with a V. So I'm on the letter V as in victory. So I'm just going to, I got to V, so I'm just going to touch. Wallet. Nope. W. Heading. Voice memos. Oh, I do. Voice memos. Actions available. Okay. So, um, so it jumped me right there. So when you're using these, these uh, scroll uh, type things are this, um, what are they calling it? Page select, uh, not select. Uh, uh, section index. Section, section index. Um, you, once you've got focus on the letter you want, you lift your finger and you come over to the left side of the phone and you touch once and it makes the voiceover cursor jump to what you just selected on the right, the, the letter. Okay. Go ahead. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, that is an overview of the app library. And Rita, if you want to, you know, you, you can just go back home. If you want to get out of that, then that's up to you. But uh, okay. basically, that's, I wanted to. App library. Search okay. field. Okay. So I'm just going to flick up. Yes. Yep. Yep. App Witcher. Calendar. Oops, I went too far. <laughs> too far. <laughs> Productivity and finance. Mail. Not- okay. So I'm just going to slide up. Photos. Okay. Double tap. And there we go. And. Doc, phone, okay. page five of five, page, page, page two of five, page one of five. Okay, and I'm back at my contacts. I'm back at my regular how it used to look before. Okay, all right. Okay, next up, uh, also while we're talking about the home screen, let me explain to you that now, and this has already been possible on the iPad, but now even on the iPhone, you can pin widgets to the home screen. Now, a widget is a way to get quick access to the information that you care about. 
Many of the built-in Apple apps and many third-party apps have widgets that accompany them. And you can add these to your home screen by going into the edit mode where the apps are jiggling. And at the top of the page is an add widgets button. And what we can do, I'll just show you on my iPad, is we can pin individual widgets and we can also make a stack. Now you make a stack in the same way that you make a folder. And for the sake of time, I'm not going to demonstrate the creation process because you know, it, it, it's the same as if you've ever moved apps around and, you know, created a folder with two apps and then <coughs> added apps. You know, you can do that same thing. But I do want to show you what a stack looks like uh, because I have created one. So I have an individual widget. Now I'll use my iPad for this part. But again, and, you, can, you can do this on your and, phone too. And while he's doing this, what, what happens is, is when he's putting a widget, okay, your phone is set up in columns and rows. Okay, on your on the whatever screen you're on. So row one for me is a uh, column one. Row one is contacts. Row two, column uh, uh, row. Let's see, <laughs> column two, row one is uh, messages. So when he puts a widget in, Three, what 20. happens is is it takes up four segments, a block of your home screen so it's going to take up Apple row Jackson. one column one row two column one row uh, column two position two uh, it, it's going to take up four sections okay so my for example in row one is contacts so if he puts if i put a widget on here it's going to move contacts over to column three because columns one and two are taken up with the widget. And so, so what happens effectively is you might end up with more pages when you add widgets. And, and I actually think there are three different sizes you can use for a widget. And I don't know which one takes up how many, you know, but, but yeah, uh, it, 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 three, it will take uh, up. The, it'll take up more um, for like, it's right. my understanding Example, that page one, takes up uh, less like in uh, in whether it'll give you high and lows of the day. And then if you put it on page two, it'll give you more weather information. And on page three, it'll give you even more. Well, yeah, those pages that she's talking about, folks, are not are not home screen pages. It's the right. designation. When you add a widget, you have three pages. It'll say page one, two, or three. What it's actually showing you is the size of the widget. So it, it one is the small, one is the medium, and one is the large. And as as Lynn pointed out, there's more information to be found in the larger widgets, but they're also going to take up a larger portion of whatever home screen page you you add them to. So. I have my iPad right here, which the iPad only supports widgets on page one. iPhone, you can add them to any page. And I've always had, not always, but ever since iOS, um, uh, iPad OS 13, when you could do this, I've always had widgets on my iPad. So that's nothing new for me, except for the stack. So here's my first widget, upper left of the screen. Three, it has the time of day. Friday, September. It has the date. Now listen, here's an, a weather widget. Weather, widget, Everett, 67 degrees Fahrenheit, partly cloudy, high of 67 degrees Fahrenheit, low of 40 degrees Fahrenheit. It'll be chilly tonight. Now, if I swipe to the right again, listen to this. Calendar, widget, stack, Friday, September. And it said widget stack. And if I keep swiping to the right, I have to swipe twice. No more events today. There's no more events today. If I were looking at this 
when I had an event, it would show me the event and I could keep swiping. It would show me the, the location, the time of the event, you know, the start, all this stuff before bringing me to the regular home screen apps. But what I want to show you is you heard it say widget stack. Listen again. Friday weather calendar widget stack. Friday. Okay. Because I created a stack with calendar and reminders so that I could easily see both right on here. So all I've got to do when I'm on a stack is swipe up and down with one finger. It's a rotor action. Next widget. Next widget. Double tap. Widget two of two. Reminders. Widget stack. Now I can Friday. I can see the, the reminders that I have if there are any for today. And I don't actually uh, know. Let me take a look. Okay. No, there's, so that's all. So then we can go back to the first reminder or the first uh, widget, which is widget one of two, the calendar. So you can create stacks with anything you want that, 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 you know, any widgets that you want on my phone. I have that same stack of calendar and reminders, but on another page, I actually have a stack of photos, music, and TV shows all in one widget. And I can swipe through them. There's even a built-in stack called the Smart Stack, which automatically rotates through relevant information. Sometimes maybe it'll show you the weather. Sometimes maybe it'll show you your next event or reminder or, or your next um, maps destination. Or maybe it'll show you a note that you just created. You can even have it show your battery status of your devices. So there's all kinds of things that you can add. And you also have the ability to add the Smart Stack. Um, my daughter was just was just here reminding me about the battery. What do you have on your iPad widgets? Um, I have stack with photos and weather, and then I think that's all I have. That's all you have on there for now. Do you have your battery on it? You do have the battery on it. Okay, okay, all right. So this is widgets on the home screen, and it's really cool and it's very very helpful. I love having my my calendar, you know, my next event and my next reminder right up there on the home screen. And, and there's so much more, of course. So that's home screen widgets. Now, when you're editing these widgets and you're editing the home screen, as I was saying before, but that's when my audio was, was acting up for some reason, I'll say it again. You can also choose to hide entire home screen pages. And the way to do that is when you're in edit mode, you double tap on the page selector and it brings up all the pages and you can just deselect the ones you don't want to show. And then you can add them back later from the same, in the same way. So if I have a page of apps that I hardly ever use, I can hide that entire page. I can still find its apps in the app library, or I can always show the page again later if I decide I need to do so. All right. Um, let's move on unless, unless Rita or Lynn have anything to add to that quickly. Do you guys have anything to add with the home screen? No, I, I think you covered it. Okay. Okay. So much ground to cover folks. So I apologize if I seem like I'm rushing, I'm really not trying to, but I just, there's so much and we're not going to be able to get it all in anyway, but I want to give you as much uh, value for your time as I can. Remember, as Rita said, Apple Viz, uh, ttjtech.net. We're going to be releasing tons of stuff over the next few days. And also Apple.com itself, you know, the new user guide is available. Now, what they did, it, it, you got to get a separate one. So they still have the iOS 13 one. You got to get the iOS 14 one, but they don't call it iOS 14. It just says iPhone user guide or iPad user guide, whatever it is. So you got to look at the release date. And the release date of last year's is September 2019. The release date of this year's is September 16th, 2020. That's the one you need to get. It's a new guide. And it's pretty accurate. And it, it really gives you a lot of this information as well. So that is available also. And don't forget the TIPS app, T-I-P-S, which is built into your iOS device. 
because you can swipe through pages of tips and learn about some of the new features. I want to I want to cover this next one. Th- this would not normally be my first priority because I want to show you new features, but this is important because I've been seeing so much, uh, to put it bluntly, complaining about the calendar app. You'll learn that there's really nothing to complain about. I don't know if it's going to stay this way or not, but this is the way it is. It, some people will love it. Some people won't, but it works. There's no bug here. It works just fine. You just have to learn how to deal with it. And what we're talking about is creating events. Now, finding events, you can still do, and you can still use the event rotor on iPad and the list view on the iPhone, and all of those things are the same. So we're not going to worry about showing them to you right now. If you're interested in that, we have tutorials available in our classes and stuff. But I want to show you the difference with creating events. Now, you tr- let's try to remember together what it was like to create an event before when it came to choosing the start date and the end date. Now, when you wanted to choose the start date, you had a picker, but not separate pickers for the month, day, and year, only one picker. And therefore, if, if today's September 18th and I wanted to create an event that started December 27th, I would literally have to swipe up all those times, September 19th, September 20th, September 21st, September 22nd, September 21st, or you get the idea. I'm not going to keep doing that because it's, it's just as, you know, now you could slide if you knew about that feature. A lot of people didn't. You could double tap, hold, and slide on the picker to go more quickly. You could also put the calendar on that date first before creating the event so that it would automatically show that as the start date. But a lot of people didn't know how to do that. And of course, you could use Siri. Now, the latter two, you can still do. You can still put the calendar on the start date before creating the event, and you can still use Siri. But they've made a new way to create events, to choose the start date. And in some cases, it may be a couple extra swipes. But overall, it's it's a net savings of swipes, okay? So let me show you this. We're going to go into the calendar here, and we're going to just pretend that we're creating an event. Now, while I'm in the calendar app, I can I can tell you there are new app sidebars on the iPad in apps like Calendar, Files, Notes, Music, and uh, maybe that's it. I can't remember right now. And what they do is they they have a, a basically a toolbar that runs the length of the screen on the left hand side instead of tab bars at the bottom, and you can show and hide these sidebars. And so that's how we are viewing the calendar on the iPad. That's just iPad only. And so on the left side of my screen, toolbar, list, button, inbox, button, calendars, button, calendars. There's far left. Inbox, button, list, button, add, button. There's the add button. And then if we keep going. Day, selected, week, month, button, year, button. Month selected week but day button toolbar add button text field is editing title character mode and we could put a pretend title we're not even going to bother location and we can double tap that to add the event location not going to do that right now all day switch button off okay starts September eighteenth two thousand twenty three p.m. all right that's what we want to double tap to change the start date starts September eighteenth. Now we swipe to the right. The first thing we have is the time. We're going to skip over that. Time picker. Time. 0300. Text field. I will show you Double tap to edit. how to use that, but we're going to skip over that for now. You have these two buttons next to it. 
AM button selected. PM button 202. That's how you change that. We're going to do the months and the, the date first. So let's pretend our event occurs on October uh, 4th. So we'll swipe to the right. Month September 2020 button adjustable. Double tap to change month and year. Swipe up or down with one finger to adjust the value. So you can double tap this to show the year, but we don't even need to because it's going to be this year. And really, even if it weren't, we wouldn't have to. We could just keep going. We can just swipe up to go to, because I said October 4th. So we're going to swipe up. October 2020. It brought us to October. Now we swipe right and we see every day of the month of October. Thursday, October 1st, button. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, October 4th, button. Double tap. Selected Sunday, October 4th. So there it is. Now, of course, I gave you an example where we didn't have a lot of swipes. We condensed what we would have had to swipe from September 18th all the way to October 4th. I'm not good at math. What is that? Uh, 12, 16, 18 swipes. We condensed it to three or, or, or five. I'm sorry. We condensed it to five. We swiped up once to get October and then swiped right and uh, you know till we got to the 4th of October. Now, that date is selected. Selected Sunday, October 4th button. We're going to swipe back to the left because what we want to do is enter the time. So we're going to, I'm going to explain this to you. You will enter the time as the hour, one or two digits. It doesn't matter. And a two digit minute, no matter what. So the hour, just enter what it is. If it's three, enter three. If it's nine, enter nine. If it's 11, enter 11. You don't need to put a zero in front of your hour, but you do need a two digit minute, which means zero one, zero two, 15, you know, one five. Or if it's right on the hour, it's just zero zero. You don't have to overthink this. The reason this is going to cause people trouble, if it does, is because they're going to overthink it. And they're going to think, what is selected? Do I need to delete what's in there? How do I enter this? Can I read it back with my voiceover cursor? Don't do any of that. Enter a three, just literally double tap in there and enter three digits, my friends. Whatever those three digits are, 945 equals 945. 1100 equals 11. Whatever you want to enter, just enter three digits. So I'll double tap here. Time, zero, three, zero, zero. Insertion point edit, time picker, time. Text field is editing. Now I have on the kind of the uh, the right, the left-hand side of my iPad, I have the, uh, the, the number pad. Eight. We're going to enter an eight. Zero, zero, and we're oh, gonna, wait, zero. Don't even listen, just to, to voiceover, just keep zero. typing. We're going to enter eight. Three. Let's do eight, three, zero, zero, zero. zero. 0830. And there it is. So now if I dismiss that. Dismiss pop-up. Doubled cancel. My time is. Starts October 4th, 2020, 8.30 p.m. Oh, okay. And I want to change it to time a.m. A.m. Button selected. A.m. Time so, 08.30. There it is. Time picker. Time 08.30. Selected. A.m. So it's now selected for a.m. Now, what we're going to do is. We're going to go to the bottom of the screen with a four-finger single tap. Notes. Text field. And I'm at the end of the uh, the uh, add event screen. I can swipe back to the left rather than having to swipe through all the rest of the days of October, right? I just swipe a few times to the left, and I have my end date. Ends. 9.30 a.m. It's got a, a one-hour event in there already, like always. And then repeat. Never. Travel time. None. Calendar. Home. All the same stuff it's always had in the rest of this calendar. Uh, event creation screen. So everything else is the same. It's just how we select the date and how we enter the time. And by the way, that time entry also applies to the clock. 
when you enter um, alarm times to create new alarms, it's the same procedure that we just used. I cannot speak for Apple. I don't know if they'll keep it this way. I don't know if they will add a, a you know, a wheel for voiceover users, a, a picker for the times, you know, in future versions. As I said, 14.2 is just about to be released to us. I don't have my hands on it yet, but I will. You never know. Okay, but what I want you to understand is that this is not a bug. This is not something that has to trip you up and make you dislike the calendar or the clock app. It is extremely usable. And once you understand how to use it and you don't overthink it, it just works. Believe me, when I first saw it, I didn't get it either. And I literally had a bug report typed up. And I just, I mean, I had my finger on the submit button, in a, a manner of speaking. And then I picked up the iPod again. And I took another look at it before I submitted it to make sure that I was wording it properly. And suddenly, light bulb moment. And I said, you know what? This is not a bug. This is a design. And all I have to do is swipe to the day I want, double tap it. I was trying to overcomplicate it, and I didn't need to. This is a very cool procedure. As I said, we condensed 18 swipes into five. And if we were further out than October 4th, it would be even more swipes that we condensed. Sure, there's a couple dates, if it were on the 30th of the month, that you might have to swipe more. But you know, you can also do that by touch. Rita is so good about visualizing what's on the screen and understanding it. And she picked up right away. It occurred to her. She said, is this a grid? And sure enough, it was. So she was able to touch, you know, explore by touch and find the date that she wanted without having to swipe 31 times to get to that, you know. But again, most times, especially if you're somebody that creates events well in advance, it's going to save you a lot of time. Now, as I said, if you don't like it, you can still go to the date first on your calendar, add the event, and it will automatically show that as the start date. And of course, you can still use Siri. Let's uh, cancel out of this event creation screen. Cal title, text, new event, cancel, button alert. Are you sure you want to discard this new event? Discard changes, button. All right, Rita, okay, I'm so go to just you to and see what you have to add. Yeah, I was just... <laughs> just to reiterate because this is causing consternation with a lot of people and you know there's always a workaround so everybody just breathe okay so if say for example you want to add an event on october 22nd okay say you've got a doctor's appointment or something what you could do is you could open your calendar go to october 22nd select that date Okay, then add, hit the add in the upper right hand corner, enter the name of the event. It's already selected for the date. Okay, so you don't have to pick the date. Okay, and then you, all you got to do is put the time in. And when you get to that time, you double tap where it says time, just touch down below, there'll be a numeric keypad, just like a, like on a phone. And so you just put in your time and don't worry about what voiceover is starting to say, because it's, there's two digits for the hour, you know, like, like if uh, 2am, it would be zero two, but you, but you don't got to do that. So, so, so anyway, what I'm saying is just, just enter the time, like say your, your appointment is at 1030. Okay. So you just add, you just put one zero three zero. Okay. And then it's there. Okay. And um, flip, flick right to AM to make sure that's selected the time you want. Okay. And then just hit the add in the upper right hand corner. So there's a way to do this. The fact that the picker for the time and the date has been changed 
you can do this. You, it's a, there's a way around this. And in some cases, it yes, it could be a lot faster because there's the grid of dates. You know, like when you're like, say I open the calendar for today right now and I want to enter a, an event for, you know, the end of the month. All I got to do is touch that grid at the bottom and there will be the days of the month. So I could put in something for September 29th. You know, I just select that 29. So there's a way to do it. I guess is what we're trying to tell you. Right. And just, and by the way, just to, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry no, I just going to say, just because it's different, it's not wrong. Okay. Right. It, right. Um, exactly. And so, so, you know, people get very used to the way they were doing something and it's hard, especially the older we get change is a pain in the butt sometimes, you know, but a lot of times it's for the better, but you don't know it yet. <laughs> Right, until right. you start playing with it. So um, just breathe when you encounter a problem. Um, try to do some troubleshooting yourself. Flick around the screen, see what's there, um, you know, before you panic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was a very humbling moment for me when I almost submitted that bug report because I looked at my family that was there, you know, and I, I and I said, you know, I almost did exactly what I tell everybody else not to do. I almost called something a bug and it isn't. I said, I didn't take the time. You know, it was, as I say, a very humbling experience. But I also want to point out, this is actually what sighted users have always seen. When the first thing I did when I experienced this in beta one or two, whatever I started with, was, you know, I said to my family, I said, hey, I don't think the calendar's working right. Because again, that was my thought at the time that it was a bug. I, said, I think there's a calendar bug with date creation and I, event creation. And I said, the pickers are gone. And my wife said, what do you mean the pickers are gone? I said, the picker that lets you, you know, slide through to, to choose the date that the event starts. She said, what are you talking about? I said, look at your calendar. Now she's still running iOS 13. I said, look at your calendar app. I said, create a new event. I said, you're telling me you don't have a picker that, let you choose, you know, swipe up to the day. She said, no, I don't have a picker. I said, <laughs> and this is the, the flesh side, you know, that we don't always like to admit the things we say to our spouses. I said, you do know what a picker is, right? <laughs> and, and she said, yeah, I know what a picker is, you know, and we don't have, I said, so what do you see? She said, I just see the dates and I, I just choose the date. I said, I see a picker for a month and then I choose the date. So really what they've done here is they've made this more like what our sighted counterparts have always seen on their calendars. Okay. They've just found a way to make that work with voiceover. And, you know, again, in my opinion, it works pretty swimmingly, but you know, the, the whole idea is to just play with it. As Rita said, breathe, take a, take a deep breath, step back from it and just learn how to use it. You know, Apple could decide to change it again, or maybe they won't, but if they don't, you know how to work with it. And that's the good part about it. This doesn't have to slow down your productivity, your independence, your empowerment, because it works. So I could be on that soapbox all day, but I'm not going to. Um, I want to move. <laughs> I want to move on and talk to you about some other features because wow, it's already 3:49. Um, I want to. I'm going to talk through some of these quickly. If you think we need to demo some, um, uh, Shannon, Rita, Lynn, anybody, just just step in, or if we get a question about it, I'll demo. I want to talk about some really cool features. Uh, starting with the Messages app. Messages app has gotten a lot of new features that are really really awesome. The first one, my personal favorite pinned messages. I love that one. Yes. Yes. It is great, Lynn. It is. You, you, it is now possible to pin your most important conversations to the top of the messages list. And I'll, I will show you that because it's too exciting. I, I got to show you that. So here I've got my 
iPad. You could pin nine. Yep, nine messages, nine conversations. All right, I'm on my iPad. So left side of the screen, edit button, which is the what was called more in iOS 13. They've named it back to edit. I think it used to be edit years ago. Edit button, messages, heading, compose button. Now listen. Search. Search, Search and dictate. dictate and then here. Conversations. Carson pinned. It said it. Okay, that's my son. Jessica pinned. That's my wife. Action. Kylie pinned. That's my daughter. Action. Family chat unread. Do oh, there's an unread message today? in that. Oh, pinned. there's a message from. Actions available. Message. My wife, I didn't even Carson see. He missed it. Vertical scroll. And camera. let me just. Um, oh, Jessica Volbrecht. Matt, it looks like you muted yourself. <laughs> I don't know why that keeps happening. Message that received. is so weird. I am so sorry. I'm really so. I don't know why that happened again. Uh, what was the last thing you heard me say? You said you got something from Jessica Volbrecht. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I was, um, and I, I responded to it very quickly. So I'm going through the list of the pinned, um, of the, you know, pinned conversations. This is the, the family chat. Selected family chat pinned. Which is the four of us, you know, my wife and kids and myself. Rick. Pinned. There's our pastor a, a, and a friend of ours and Fred another pinned. friend of the family. Main instructor chat. Pinned. There's our instructor, TTJ group. It's these are all pinned to the top. Kids chat. Pinned. And just my the kids and myself. And then it goes to plus one. Edward Volbert, maybe all the rest of the, the conversations that I have. So what happens is that the rest of your conversations just go right below these pinned ones. And if there's any that I want to pin, I swipe up and down on it. Hey, one from Rita. Rita hat, drag item. Hide alerts. Delete. Pen. Pin is right there in the rotor under the actions. I could have just swiped down once. Pen. And it's hey, am I pinned? And, well, I have the I have the instructor chat pinned actually with all of us in it together. Okay, I just want to know how I rate. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Well, I have I have it. And then if you have one pinned, you can always unpin them as well. So, like you know, Rita's here individually. I can pin her. I can pin it, you know, and then again, if somebody's in the already pinned list, I can, I can unpin them. This is the same thing with notes. You can do this with notes and you have been able to for a while, but now you can do it with your conversations in messages. The other new features you have in messages are very relevant to group chats, which this is a cool thing too, because with group chats, it is now possible to use mentions and with mentions you can actually call someone out by name like you do a hashtag and someone's name on twitter you can actually name someone and then they will get alerts only when their name is mentioned if they said it that way or you can you can use the rotor to swipe up and down through mentions within a conversation so that's another very useful um, messages feature and of course all the great messages features that we've come to know and love are here as well. Message effects and screen effects, apps in iMessage, audio recordings, all of these things work perfectly, but there's just a few new features that have enhanced this to an even greater degree. Now, um, one, of the, one of the big things that has been added with iOS 14 is the ability to create subfolders in notes. And I want to talk about that for a moment. So in the notes app, you have been able for some time now to create lists of notes, or you might think of them as folders. 
I have a folder or a list of notes that pertain to my business, TTJ. I have shared TTJ notes with our instructors. I have a list of devotionals and Bible verses. I have all these different lists of notes. But now you can actually create subfolders within those notes lists. And this way you can organize things to an even greater degree. And you can even hide the pinned notes. So just like with message conversations, you can pin your favorite or most important notes to the top of the list. But in the event you need to quickly find the unpinned notes, you can actually double tap on the heading of pinned notes to hide it so that it is not t- you know, taking up more time and allowing you to get quickly to the rest of the unpinned notes. Again, you can have subfolders within a list of notes and you can view them in gallery view so that you can easily find all of your subfolders and keep things extremely well organized. In the, um, there, there are just so many new features. A brand new translate app on the iPhone that allows you to easily speak or write in one language and translate to another. New Siri features that allow Siri to be even more intelligent answering questions from multiple sources online. A new Listen Now tab in the music app, which provides a, an overview, kind of like the Watch Now tab, of what you've been listening to and also recommendations of new things to listen to. New App Store privacy, um, sort of like nutrition facts, right on the app page, front and center, so you know what information an app is requesting from you when it requests it. New features in the Voice Memos app that allow you, again, to make folders in Voice Memos to organize your memos so that all of your recordings are not just listed recording by recording, but rather you can move them to folders so that you can easily find the recording you're looking for, organize them more easily, and and find them more quickly. There are new features for the Apple Watch and for hand washing that remind you to wash your hands and then also give you a countdown timer so that you know you're washing your hands properly according to guidelines. New sleep tracking features on the iPhone and on the Apple Watch. And so the bedtime tab, which you may have come to know and love from the clock app, will at first glance appear to have been removed, but it's actually only been replaced by a new sleep section within the health app. Now, this sleep section encompasses all of the features that you have come to expect from the bedtime. So the, the bedtime notification the do not disturb during bedtime where the lock screen is dimmed and only shows the time and then greets you in the morning with a good morning screen with the weather conditions and then your notifications. So all that is still available through the sleep feature, but it's combined with a lot more. First of all, the new wind down feature that allows you to set a series of tasks that occur prior to your bedtime. Perhaps it's the lights dimming in your home. Perhaps it is a a, a book opening the books app because there's a certain book you like to read or the music app playing a specific you know playlist before you go to bed whatever it may be a series of shortcuts that will run at the wind down time that you specify also the ability to create separate sleep schedules for each day of the week i was so excited to see this one because during the week i get up at a different time then we get up on Sundays for church. And I wanted the ability to have multiple sleep schedules. And now in iOS 14, you can. Now, if you have been using the bedtime in iOS 13 and before the bedtime feature, those 
bedtimes that you already have set will transfer to the health app in iOS 14. So you won't have to set them up anew, but you can add and customize them in even greater ways. And now they also work on your Apple Watch and sleep tracking is part of the Apple Watch features in Watch OS 7. And so if you need a charge of your battery before your bedtime so that you can wear your watch all night without it running out of battery power, the Apple Watch will alert you that, hey, I really need to, based on my bedtime, I need to charge the watch now so it'll be ready to put back on when I'm ready to go to bed. And now there are alerts on the iPhone when your battery level of your watch reaches 100%. There are new features for the AirPods. If you start playing music, let's say on your iPhone, and then suddenly you start a video on your iPad that will automatically switch the AirPods to the, to the iPad without you having to go into Control Center and do it yourself. There are new HomePod features coming soon that will allow you to change your default music source to Spotify or any other music source that you wish to change it to. New features on the Apple TV, which allow you to use Game Center with profiles so that each person can resume their game progress just like you resume watching your movies and TV shows from your channels. And HomeKit cameras are now available on the Apple TV. You can view them right from your television right on the big screen. And in addition to that, there is a voiceover change on the Apple TV. The voiceover on tvOS now has two different modes, a navigation mode and an exploration mode. And the options that are available in the rotor will change depending on which mode you're in. When you're navigating, opening an app, watching a TV show, searching for your favorite movie, or otherwise, stay in navigation mode. When you're ready to read a specific thing in more depth and explore the screen if you need to. It's rare on Apple TV that you would ever need to, but if you need to, you perform a two-finger triple tap on the Siri remote to, to go to exploration mode. And now you can use your rotor to, to navigate by characters and by words and by headings and things of that nature. And when you're finished, just do another two-finger triple tap to go back to exploration, uh, excuse me, to go back to navigation mode. We've talked about reminders before in these sessions, and we talked about how it's possible to set a reminder for a specific time of day. We've talked about how you can set a reminder based on a location, like when I, re uh, when I uh, arrive home or when I leave um, and when I bypass you know, the grocery store or whatever. And we've talked about person-based reminders in remind me when messaging so that I know that when I happen to be in a conversation with trainer Lynn, I want to tell her something specific. Uh, it will automatically notify me to do so. But now there is a new addition to reminders in iOS 14, and that is related to the car. So now you can be reminded when you get in the car or when you get out of the car to do a specific thing. And also, we've known about shared reminders for some times, how we, how we can create a shared list of reminders, share them with a whole family or with a, with a group of uh, coworkers or friends. Now in iOS 14, it is possible to assign individual tasks within a shared reminders list to a specific member of that reminders list. So now those chores that you want somebody else to do, you can assign to them right in the Reminders app. Again, I want to go back over the idea of the app sidebars on iPad. This is so important because it changes the way several apps look on iPad, but it's designed to make the apps more streamlined and, and to really take advantage of the full screen 
uh, the large screen of these iPads. And so you can show and, and hide these sidebars at any time on the left-hand side of the screen at the touch of a button. And really, the sidebars contain all of the information and options that were previously in the tab bar at the bottom of the screen, and sometimes more information. For example, the music app. Let me just show you this one. Now, again, this is iPad only. On iPhone, it's going to still look as it always has. But on iPad... Settings, doc, files, mail, music. Now, on the iPad, instead of having the, um, the tab bar at the bottom that, that we're used to having, we have this bar on the left-hand side. Edit button. Selected. Listen now. Browse. Radio. Search. Library. Button. Expanded. And you notice tap to collapse. the library on the iPad is a collapsible and expandable option. So we don't have to choose a tab. I can just show this library anytime I want. And it has in it the options I choose. Recently added 99% my account. Listen now. Heading. Selected. Browse. Radio. Search. Let's go through that again. Recently added. Artists. Albums. Songs. Music videos. Genres. Now listen to this. Playlists button expanded. That's another one that we can expand and collapse. So our playlists are right here now to easily find. And there are new ways of sorting playlists as well beyond just the basic uh, by name and by type. Right. So we can we can sort playlists by when they were created or even when they were last played. And of course, we have the introduction of two new radio stations from Apple Music. The Apple Music Hits and Apple Music Country. Brand new radio stations that are live with real people, real DJs, guest interviews, and everything else. And all of this works with all of your devices. Now, in Maps, there are new features. You might remember collections that were introduced in iOS 13. We made collections and demonstrated them over the summer, like a favorite restaurants collection or an important places uh, collection. And I said you could create a collection for just about any event, theme, city or mood or just whatever activity anything you wanted to well now these have been taken to the next level and called guides now you can still create your own guides just like you always created collections and you can add the places that you care about to the guides but now many cities throughout the country and eventually throughout the world will also have curated guides that will automatically highlight the best places to visit when you're in those cities. And also new in iOS 14 is the addition of bicycle routes and EV charging stations. So for the first time, in addition to finding gasoline, you will find the place to charge up your electric vehicle. iOS 14 is, is absolutely packed with new features. And as I said, this is just the beginning because 14.2 is already in early testing. I expect to see it next week, if not sooner. And I can't wait to see what's added. Two features I already know about that are added really excite me, but I can't really talk about them. But I'm, I'm telling you, this is it's just uh, constantly moving forward. Now, there are no voiceover. Yes. I just wanted to throw in one, even though you covered so, so many. Oh, uh, just yeah. something that I was really excited about was it not a new thing, but new for Siri to be able to um, ask Siri to uh, send a voice message 
Well, so. you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because as you said, there are so many and I forgot about that one. And that's a really important and really useful feature. So instead of just being able to tell Siri to send a regular message to somebody, you can now send an audio recording like this. Send an audio message to the kids chat. Okay. Recording. Hey guys, I'm just making an audio recording. Great. Send it to kids chat. Yes. Okay. It's sent. The one thing you have Thank to you. be careful is not to pause if you're not done. That's you right. Because if you do, it will, it will automatically stop. Now, I don't know if my kids have their iPhone or iPad right here handy, but if they do, they could play that back for you. You got one? Right, go ahead and play that audio. Okay. Yeah. Huh? I think it's so cool. All right. Okay. I'm going to turn my volume off. Hey, guys. I'm just making an audio recording. There you go. Thanks, Kai. Two other features real quickly before we talk about the voiceover features, and then we'll take questions. But two other features I want to mention with HomeKit. There's several new things in HomeKit, but the one that I want to talk about right now, because this is really awesome, is person identification with cameras and doorbells. I have implemented this, and what you have to do, it might require some sighted assistance the first time, it goes through your photos and thinks and, and finds what it thinks, and if it's wrong or if you need to add some, you can edit them manually. And so when somebody comes to the house, like we have our kids there, if my kids are outside, I might get a notification saying, hey, the outside camera detected a person who might be Carson or who might be Kylie. It will actually tell me this based on the information we've input. It uses person detection with HomeKit Secure Video. The other feature that I want to talk about very, very quickly is Apple Cash family. So now for the first time, so we did a you know an extensive presentation here a few weeks ago on Apple Pay, including Apple Pay Cash and the Apple Card and how easy it is to send and receive money with family, friends, and coworkers. Now even kids can use Apple Pay Cash with the approval from a parent. You can set up Apple Pay Cash for your children under 18 with family sharing. You can choose who they're allowed to send to, and you can determine the spending criteria. And that is Apple Cash Family. Now, before we turn it over to the other instructors and to the to the questions, I want to very quickly address a couple of the voiceover features that have been added. Select devices are now able to use voiceover recognition. Well, really, all of them are able to use parts of it. And so the first one I want to mention is the image recognition, and hand-in-hand hand with that is text recognition. Now, of course, it's not perfect. We always have to remember with technology, it's constantly you know, a, a process, right? So it's not always perfect, but it does the best job I've ever seen, and I think I can find really quickly a place to let you hear an example of it. And this is image, or it will even read the text in images, and I've seen it work. My daughter uh, had an assignment a week or so ago where the questions were actually images, and I was able to read them in Google Classroom. Right on. There were two of them maybe that I needed her help with, but basically I could read them myself. Here's my TV app, which does still have a tab bar, not a sidebar, uh, but I want to show you that when I land on a show, it's going to probably... Next, okay. Cardinals and Pirates, Phillies versus Breakfast at Taste Made. Continue S1, E9, time remaining, 28 minutes, download button, actions available, croissant. Okay, you heard a little beep there and it said croissant. So it's a picture of a croissant apparently on this breakfast show. Let's try another one. Here's the Golden Girls. US5, E10, time remaining, 23 minutes, download button, actions available, people. 
All right, that one just said people. Now, on my iPhone, sometimes I get more details and it will actually say to me, you know, a yellow background with an armchair or whatever, you know, whatever it's seeing, it's going to try to illustrate. And this works anywhere. So on the web, in your photos, wherever it can, it's going to identify images and it's going to identify text. Now, the other feature that's only on select devices that are capable of doing it is the screen recognition. And the screen recognition is so new. And so this is going to take some time. But the design purpose of it is to make inaccessible apps accessible. Again, it is a work in progress on both the part of Apple and the other app developers and really on the part of technology itself as it continues to evolve. So be patient with this. But understand that that's what it's created to do. All of these things, along with other voiceover features, like the ability to quickly go back instead of having to go back one layer at a time. If you go into, let's say, settings and then accessibility and then voiceover and then speech, you know, instead of having to hit the back button separately for each of those, you can actually double tap and hold on the back button and it will bring up the list of um, of layers, kind of, and let you pick the one that you actually want to go to. And just to illustrate what Matt is talking about, these are in the voiceover. These are voiceover enhancements. So you're going to go to um, settings, accessibility, voiceover, voiceover recognition. And there are three possibilities of screen recognition text recognition and image recognition. And for screen recognition, what you do is you'll be able to customize this per app. So if you've got an app that's completely inaccessible, you could try, you could enable that app for screen recognition and it might just talk to you. It might not, you know, but it might. And so it's, it's evolving as Matt is saying, but this text recognition and Image recognition is amazing because it'll say, you know, uh, if somebody's showing clothing, it'll say person uh, standing, uh, you know, in a blue shirt uh, with a white background or whatever. It'll exactly. What exactly. And, and again, if you've identified the people in your own photos, it will even tell you who they are, which is really, really cool. Um, I want to see if Rita, Lynn, anybody on the team has anything else to add. I want to get to your questions. We could talk about the Apple event, but you know what? I'd rather see what questions you guys have in the in the 15 or so minutes that we have left. I don't want to keep anybody past. I don't know how long we can go past the time, you know, but we'll just take your questions as long as we can here. So Rita, Lynn, do you guys have anything else to add? I did want to add um, for people, there's sometimes people have dexterity issues and we were talking about, you know, when you're, when you first download the iOS 14, you, your screens come up as they were, but if you want to get to the app library and Matt had me scroll with a three finger flick, okay, on each screen till I got to my last screen. Well, also just, this is an option. Your typical screen on an Apple iOS device has four elements. It's got the status bar with, you know, the time and the battery level. Then it's got a grid of apps, which is four across and five down on a typical screen. Um, and so that's up to 20 apps or 20 folders in that, that grid. Then there's your page selector and then there's your dock. Okay, so if you, how visually how this appears is the uh, right above the dock, there is a series of dots that it shows a sighted person, person. like if they've got 10 pages, there will be 10 dots. Dots, okay, so as we touch on this page selector, so 
phone. I'm on my dock. Double tap to open. Page one of five. Adjustable. Okay, so Adjust now value down or scroll left to I can debut. just flick Swipe up to go to these to pages. The so I'm on the page selector, page one of five. So I'm just going to flick up. Page two of five. Page three of five. Page four of five. Page five of five. Showing app library. And I flicked and one more QVC. time and it got to the app library. So I did not have to do that three finger thing. Okay. That's correct. Now, also, also if I go home, okay, and I go Photos. back to this page selector. Actions available. Peladon. Whoop. Dog. Page five of five. Page and I'm page, clicking page, down page now. Showing today. Showing okay. Today and as I, it used to be page one was your today view. Now page one is really page one. Okay. And the, the today view where these widgets can be found is uh, before page one. So all Correct. you have so, to yeah. do is use the page selector. If you just have one finger, good dexterity. There are some people, their hands shake. Um, it's hard for them to do that three finger kind of thing. So this is another way to get to that today view. If you want to get to some of these, uh, you know, and then you can have the option of, you know, moving them to, uh, you know, they're a widget. So you can move them to one of your screens on an iOS phone. Okay. Um, so tap I, you, uh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and well, did you want to finish? Sounded like you had something I was just going to have him uh, talk about tap back, the, the, the gestures. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 oh the, yes, back the back tap. tap. Yeah, the, that, that's yeah. a cool. So you know how you what can call customize. It? I call it tap back. Back tap. Back tap. <laughs> right, back yeah. Tap. Well, and the, and the only reason I even did that, Rita, is because there actually is a thing called tap back, which is those, like, yeah, acknowledgements oh, uh, of a message. Uh, messages, like a correct. Yeah, right, right, right. So, yeah. But, yeah, so the back tap is a new voiceover gesture that you can add to your, you know how you can customize the voiceover commands by going to settings and then accessibility and then voiceover and then commands and then touch gestures, right? And we, you know, we've said before and others have said too, not just us, but, you know, we've said that you can add, you know, let's say a four finger swipe up or if, you know, one of these, that's not assigned to something else, right? Now there are two new ones which are, are tap uh, back, <laughs> back taps, see, I'm doing it too, where you can tap the, the back of your phone. Uh, uh, and I think there's what? You can do a two, two and do a three. double and two a triple. Two or three. Right. right. And you can assign those to commands. So for folks that maybe do have dexterity issues with multiple finger gestures, you can use the back tap as another right. thing, uh, as another type of um, way to interact with voiceover for select commands. And what I was going to say was the same area that you're talking about under commands and touch gestures. I love creating my own custom gestures. And two that I really enjoy is um, instead of, and this is also if you have dexterity issues with the rotor in push and twisting, um, what I do is I have two fingers swipes to the left to the rotor to go counterclockwise and two fingers swipe to the right to go clockwise on the rotor. Um, and then I have to jump from heading to heading, four fingers swipe down goes from heading to heading and four fingers swipe up goes back through your headings. So those are, those are really good gestures. And I like that. And I'll tell you what I use those for. I have a four finger on my iPad, four fingers swipe down to copy. No, four fingers swipe up to copy and a four-finger swipe down to paste. So it's like you're paste, lifting yeah. the text up out of where it is, and then you're dropping it down with that four-finger swipe down into where you want it. So oh, that's, that's another a good cool one. one. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, so creating your own custom gestures is something you'll have a lot of fun with and do 
do it the way you like it. Right. And very, very quickly, I know we're running short here. We want to take your questions now. But one other thing uh, that's new in accessibility features is sound recognition. So you can have your phone alert you if it hears something like a doorbell, a smoke alarm, or running water. All right. So I think what we ought to do is, is, is uh, you know, we could talk all day because there's so much stuff. But I think we ought to take questions, Shannon, if you're okay with that. All right. I'm ready. Um, <clears throat> there are several questions. So we're going to start <laughs> with... Uh, we're going to start with Wes. You should have something on your screen asking you to unmute, sir. Okay, this is Wes. And as for the app library, is any is there a setting where you can say, so like the sync or click home, instead of going to your home screen, it would go to the app library instead and really customize that? Um, I don't know if that specifically can be customized, but if that's really what you want to do and you really want to spend all your time in the app library, then I would just hide your other app pages. Oh, okay, that's where you hide those. Okay, I, I'm just asking. Yeah. Oh no, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I check this out whenever you know whenever I get ready to buy me some new Apple stuff. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Excellent question. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry, Wes. I just wanted to move on because we have like seven other people that have raised their hands, <laughs> so I was moving and trying to move fast. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Ibrahim, you have you have a button on your screen allowing you to unmute. Hey guys, can you hear me? Yep, yep we good. got you. Yes. Okay, so I didn't really have any questions, but I was wondering if I could give you a call later, Matt, since I'm having some problems with the class, one of the software. Um, yeah, send send me a text actually, and and we'll work that I, way. I, and then if we need to set up okay. a call, we will. Uh, okay, okay, thanks. All right, thank you. I'm trying to get through these, these as quickly yeah, as yeah. can. <laughs> Cheryl, my friend, you have something on your screen letting you talk. Okay. Yep, there you hey, go. Hi, guys. Thank you hi. for the presentation. I so appreciate it. Um, when you put the widgets on your, on your iPad, does that take up more room, more space? So we were talking about that early on. It, it, it appears that it takes up uh, at least one of the rows at, you know, an entire, no, uh, I meant, row. I meant gigabyte. I meant your megabytes or oh, anything like oh, that. No, 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 absolutely not. Because you're not okay. installing anything okay. extra. It's just using apps that are already there okay. to provide information okay. to you. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think so, but I thought, let me just check. Thank you. Right. Yep. No okay. problem. Thanks guys. Good. Good question. Okay. Lucy. You may talk, ma'am. Okay. Um, with my app library, I have I have all my apps in folders. So when I go to my app library, is it gonna it, will it keep the names of the folders that I assigned or will it just go to the categories that Apple has assigned? That is an absolutely fantastic question to which I don't know the answer because uh, I don't use folders that much. It's 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 not going to maintain your folders. I just checked it out. Okay, um, when so you go to, it it does maintain them on the home screen, but when correct. she goes to the library, it's not using her folder designations. It's using whatever. Right, Apple, Apple it's has, using AI yeah. mm -hmm, to determine. Yeah, because Apple has their their categories that they're putting your right. apps in. In the app now you can right. turn the rotor to containers. To get to those, you know how like when it, it said the first app and that you turn the rotor to containers and it'll negotiate between 
Apple's designated <laughs> categories. <laughs> categories. Okay, social, utilities, blah, blah, blah. Okay, or you could do mm -hmm. the search and go through your alphabet of your apps, or you could just go back to the way it was with your folders. Okay, I think I'll do that. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Hiel, you may unmute, ma'am. Thank you so much for this presentation. It's really, really great and really helpful. I downloaded, um, I updated to 14 the other day. The issue that I've been having, my phone slowed way down. Um, no, no storage issues. I checked that out. I just, I don't know if that's a common problem, but. So which phone are you using? I'm using the 10R. Okay. That one should not have any issues running iOS 14 at all. What I would do, first of all, is I would, you know, honestly give it some time when a new oper this this operating, this uh, uh, iOS update was at least four gigabytes in size, and it may have been bigger. I, I think it was four point something on my iPhone 11. Uh when the when an operating system is first installed it has to do a lot of stuff in the background even after you you know get your phone functionality back and you get the you know the screen and it says you've been successfully updated and all this you know there is a lot of stuff over the next day or so that is happening in the background it has to index everything on your phone this process can take a while and depending on what else you're doing can contribute to that. Now, if you are continuing to experience that, you could also make sure that you've not enabled low power mode. You could try different voiceover voices. Exactly. That's just and, what I was yeah. going to say. Different yep, voice. Yep. Different voiceover voices because that may be a factor. Maybe some of those voices are, are still not perfect under 14. Um, I know that Alex works real well. That's, that's who I use. Um, Rita, Lynn, I'm not sure what you guys are using. I think Rita, you were using Samantha, right? Or Samantha, was yes. Was she I working fine Ava. for you? She seemed to be. She's working fine. You can, I, I was you just reading on the blog posts on Apple Viz. They report on, you know, bug fixes and things that might be an issue. And they're saying there's a moderate issue with some slowing down of some phones and they're suggesting changing voices. So go to Apple Viz and look at their blog post for Apple uh, for iOS 14 uh, a talk. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank All right. you. Pam, you may unmute. Yes. Um, I have, I have not updated to 14 yet mainly because I've been very busy and there are news articles backed up in my notification center and I want to get them all read and get it cleared out because one year, uh, several years ago, when I updated to whichever, I think it was when we went to 10 or maybe 11, all of my notifications disappeared, every doggone one of them. And I mean, I had articles I hadn't read yet. So I'm assuming that still is the case. If you have notifications in your notification center that are still waiting to be act acted on, are they going to disappear when you update? I don't know as they're supposed to. I, I think that's a, a random glitch, kind of like Lynn's experience there. But you know what? I don't usually, I usually take care of anything urgent beforehand anyway you know not even right. for that reason but just because i'd rather um well, so, i have a question yeah. about 
I have a question for you. Excuse me one second. Okay. Just a thought I had. Um, there are articles. Do, can you um, get a share sheet at the bottom when you're, or is it possible Excuse- to get a sheet? You know, to do share from your articles to get a uh, share sheet. Well, it depends on where the articles come from. I'm not sure. Uh, right. You could. You could. Copy yes. To your reading, I'm saying you should, if you can, you can copy to your reading. Oh yeah, I'm, yes, I know. Yeah, you can do that on some of some of them, depending on which app they come from. That's some exactly Some of them right. have a it's, share it's function and some app. don't. Right, and what right, you right. can also, some of them are actionable to, uh, I'm sorry, Pam, was it? I forget now. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm Pam. Pam, yes. So yes. if it's if they come from Apple News and you you know you want to save them for later, you actually don't yes. even have to open them up. Right from the notification center, you can long press on them, which is you know a double tap and hold gesture, and it will bring up the different options. And one of them is save for later, and that actually puts it in your um, in your feed. What do they call that section where you find them later? Um, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know, where, I mean, you where saved, it has your history you and it has saved articles. articles yes. Right. So that's where it yeah. puts them. You can access them later, too. Yep. Okay. Well, I may try that, but, oh, I have a bunch of them. <laughs> 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 Woo. So, uh, right. anyhow, that but that was my question as to whether uh, – uh, oh, my, my other question, very quickly. The uh, back tap. Does that work if your phone is in a case or does it have to be out of a case? <sighs> Probably depends it on works. the case. It works. Yeah, I I did it with a case and it wasn't okay. a problem. Yeah, I, I did okay. too. Now I have a, you know, my case is pretty, it's just, it's the Apple clear case. And so it's not a real bulky, heavy case like an OtterBox or something, which right. I would imagine right. might interfere. But yeah, no, I mean, it, you know, you. yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that takes care of it, at least for now. Okay. <laughs> All right. And I, I, we are just at time. So I apologize that we didn't get to the rest of your hands. I, I see them. Um, but it's time to say goodbye. <laughs> it's great, I, great joining you today. Thank you. I am feeling very inspired. I, I've, I've been putting off upgrading my phone for a while, and I think that all this, these new features seem like something that probably aren't going to work so well on my iOS 8 phone. So I think I'm going to go finally upgrade it. <laughs> well, there you go. That's, that's, a, that's definitely an option. And folks, you know, if we didn't get to you and you want to get in touch, we are having um, virtual help sessions every Tuesday and Thursday at 3 p.m. You can come in and ask your questions. Uh, in order to find out how to join those, you need to be subscribed to the blog. So we want you to visit ttjtech.net. That's Tango, Tango, Juliet, and then the word tech, T-E-C-H dot N-E-T. And make sure you subscribe. Right on the main page is a, a place to enter your email address to follow the, to subscribe to the blog. And if you don't see it, uh, double tap on the menu and widgets button to expand the the links. But don't click on the blog link. Just go past that and go to where you can enter your email address to subscribe. Um, because also on that blog, we're going to be posting, as I said, tips and tricks, articles, and audio uh, demos of some of this stuff that we've talked about today and and other things. So we do thank you for joining us. And um, we will uh, we'll see you back next week. All right. Thank you, guys. I'm going to close it out.